He is our very kind and loving leader. And he knows what's best for us. And he made us for what's best for us. And he made what's best for us for us. The most important thing about you is not what you do. Thank God, right? The most important thing about you is who you are. Welcome to the Beacon People Podcast. My name is Marnie Clark, and I am so thrilled that you decided to join us today. Well, I don't know about you, and maybe it's just because I'm a bit task-oriented, but summer schedules feel like a threat to the joyful work God has given me to do. Although I am so thankful for additional time with family and friends, I can also feel disconnected from my work, and this can lead to confusion and even anxiety. The very best way I have found to remain connected to my calling this summer and always is to stay connected with my purpose giver. So listen in as Anna Nash and I talk with our Beacon Circle about reasons to stay connected to God this summer as well as some practical ways. Listen all the way to the end and you will hear about an incredible resource that we have right here in Birmingham, Alabama. It is called The Workshop. Catherine Thrower, the owner, and who is also one of our beacons, so graciously hosts our beacon circles every month for us, and we are so incredibly grateful. She makes it so easy for us, and I know that she would love to do the same for you. So listen to the end, and you will hear a little bit about The Workshop. So the name of our talk today is Staying Connected with Your Purpose Giver. Our main motivation for this was that we are taking a little break. And something for me personally goes weird in my calling, my work, my mission, my purpose in the summer, or like on vacation or holidays. I don't know if y'all are like me, but it's almost like 48 hours in, I'm like, who am I? What am I about? Do I even like what I do? I really thought I liked it, but I don't want to go back and do it. But I know I'm called to do it. Oh, but then the next day, I do like doing that. It's like I have this weird conversation in my head during vacations and holidays and summer about what purpose looks like in my own life. So that's what ignited our conversation with you today about this topic. We are still doing it on the heels of summer, but it really, you'll see, definitely applies to um, 365 days of the year. So I'll start by telling you a story that um, is just absolutely one of my favorites. And I know that some of you have heard this story, not here, but if you've been in Pathfinder or done another study that I've done called Waymaker, you might have heard this story before. But um, I am married to Tyler Nash. We own a Nova Coffee. We've been married almost next month, 37 years. Thank you, God in heaven. I don't really know how I can say that um, because there have been some pretty deep lows for us and some pretty ha-has but we are still married because of the grace of God and his sustenance and because we both agree that this is his plan for our life and our relationship. So, but I'm gonna take you back into our relationship when we were much more immature and much more infatuated. We saw no flaws in one another. When I was at Auburn and he was in college at Bellhaven um, University in Jackson, Mississippi, a small, small, small liberal arts college we would burn the road up back and forth as we were dating. It was a six and a half, half hour drive on 82. There were so many potholes. I didn't have a car where we were super back in the olden days, so long distance cost money. 
we would call between the hours of so-and-so and so-and-so. Um, but he was courting me, and I was falling madly in love with him. Um, we dated a little bit before we made, had the big DTR to find the relationship. And it was one particular weekend um, that I went to Jackson to see him. He had invited me over, and a friend happened to be coming that way, so I jumped in their car and rode with them. And we just had, oh my goodness, just like stars in the sky, stars in our eyes weekend. It was just delightful. And yes, we definitely realized that weekend that we were MFEO from Sleepless in Seattle when Meg Ryan said we were made for each other. <laughs> so at the end of that weekend, I'll never forget, he is hugging me goodbye and he looks in my eyes and he says, I am going to write you a letter and I'm going to restate all of my commitments to you. Um, as uh, uh, someone that wants to date you and court you and lead you in this relationship. And I just thought, he's saying every word. And then he even said, and I'm going to let your dad know. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this, this is too good to be true. This guy. <laughs> um, so I went back to Auburn. I was 19. Um, I lived in dorm um, 9 um, uh, in the quad at Helen Keller. And we had a triple room, and I had the top bunk. And we would go get our mail every day. And I have those little metal mailboxes. So I did the math in my head. The letter should be coming in about three days. You know, by the time, give him a day to write it, you know. <laughs> we girls are so weird. And then, like, give him two days for snail mail to get there. So day three, I go, my little key up a mailbox, and it's empty. And I was like, well, you know, probably, you know, whatever, a day in the mail. It probably took him more. He probably was really thoughtful about it, and it took him three or four days to write it. Next day, I'm excited, butterflies, go to the mailbox to see his intentions for me, open the mailbox, it's empty. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be okay, settle down. Oh, Lord, please, please help the letter to come. These were the, these were the depth of my prayer request. I just want the letter to come. Day four, day five, day six, day seven, day eight, the mailbox is empty. And he's not calling me either. No letter, no phone call. And my last memory of him was, I care a tremendous amount about you. But his behavior in this moment was beginning to not look at all like what he had said. Hey, come on in. Come in and have a seat. No, you're good. You, you have yourself a seat. So um, I, it, I was sad. I was disappointed. And I was frustrated. And I was doubting. And then I thought, oh, he got scared. He was ready to commit to me, but he got scared. But then day after day after day after day, we're going into two, three weeks of nothing crickets. I began to get mad. Like, he said he wanted to leave me in this dating relationship. He said he wanted to court me. This is not courting me. Like, what in the world? And I was so furious. The least he could do is just let me know that he wasn't interested anymore or that he just wasn't feeling the chemistry or the magic like I was. If he could just have the integrity to at least just let me know and not just be quiet. You see, um, I was very much misunderstanding of what was happening. I was walking down the quad one day to the Haley Center to go to class. Is Haley Center even there? Still at Auburn? I don't know. Um, it is. Okay, sort of. So um, I come upon this girl, and um, she's like, Anna, 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 I haven't seen you forever. And her name was Alyssa. And, she, and I knew that she was from Jackson, Mississippi. She said, you know, I saw Tyler a, a, while, a long time ago at church, and he gave me something to give you, and it's in the bottom of my purse. I've been waiting until I saw you. And, 
and I just haven't seen you, but here it is. And she starts digging in her purse. Like my heart is just beating so fast because it had been one month. So she pulled it out, and it's a cassette tape, which you youngsters don't know what that is, but it's sort of like a voice note on your phone. Um, and the way it would work is you could have a music tape, but you could record over it to record the newest, latest, great, greatest album or whatever. Well, he hadn't changed the label, and it was a famous, this is embarrassing, a famous Christian singer back in the day, in the late 80s. Um, her name was Sandy Patty. Oh. And um, it's, it was, she said, she goes, I guess this was your Sandy Patty tape, and, and you let Tyler borrow it. Well, here it is back. Well, I knew that it wasn't Sandy Patty. Yeah. I knew that it was probably something that he had recorded for me. So, I mean, I grab it, I skip class, I run back to the doormat as fast as I can, I jump on my top bunk, I put on my Walkman, <laughs> put in the tape, and there he was. And he had decided to talk to me about all of his intentions for me and about what he wanted our relationship to look like in a very dear, precious way. And I just, of course, I start bawling. Yeah, I was so excited, I was tears of joy, but... I was really, really sad because all I could think about was what he was feeling. Because you see, he had sent his heart to me on a cassette tape and he was experiencing the exact same thing I was. She doesn't care. She's changed her mind. She doesn't think I'm serious. The least she could do is just say thanks for sending it. But so we went for a solid month, each feeling full of doubt, confusion, anger, frustration, disappointment. All because we did not understand each other and because the lines of communication were broken. Immediately I called him. I said, the silence is over. I got the tape. Alyssa just gave it to me. Yeah. So anyway, and here we are 37 years later. We call it our month of misunderstanding. Um, <laughs> so as we talk about the topic today, you do have a little handout sheet in front of you. Um, and it, it's got two questions that I'm going to, or two points that I'm going to speak to. And then Marnie and I are going to have a conversation <coughs> back and forth about how to make this topic a little more practical. Um, number one, I'm going to bring it back to my little month of misunderstanding story in just a minute. But let me just start by saying, because we are believers, we um, have a statement of faith on the Beacon People website. It is our desire that people understand who we are and what we're about. And that's what I would like to ask you this morning. We put it very simply. Who are you and what are you about? What do you believe? And if you are a believer in the word of God and that God is your father and your creator, I think that maybe you will agree with the things that we believe at Beacon People. So, um, number one, we believe that he is our creator. That he is our God and father, first and foremost. Number two, we believe that we are his creation. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says that he created us with special gifts, this is Anna's paraphrase, in advance for us to do. And because of that, he is our purpose giver. There are all kinds of reasons that God gives us to live on earth in his kingdom, all kinds of purposes that we could talk about. But for the practical purposes of our core values and what we believe, he is our creator, we are his creation. Our core belief is the word of God. In everything that we do at Beacon People and hopefully what you do as an individual living inside of his kingdom with your work and your mission is aligned with his word and because of that we believe that he's our commissioner you know he is our very kind 
and loving leader. And he knows what's best for us. And he made us for what's best for us. And he made what's best for us for us. That was kind of wordy there, but you hear what I'm saying. Romans 8, 28, we know that God causes all things, all things within your DNA to work together for good. His good purposes on earth. All things. And we believe that our story, because we are his children, closely align with his story and what his purposes are. So if you want to know what are your purposes as God's child in his kingdom, look at what his purposes are. He is a God of redemption. He is a God of hope. He is a God of truth. He is a God of love. He brings all of these things. He brings these things to life because of his son Jesus and through his son Jesus. And Jesus is the greatest imprint of the heart of God. So if you want to know what God's purposes are for you today, I'm going to say very simply, look into the eyes of Jesus and what he did for you on the cross. Because that is the greatest imprint of the heart of God. And that's what he did. He sent his son, made the greatest sacrifice to bring hope and joy and a way for the world, for his people to live in relationship with him. Because we believe that, that means that you have access to your father, your purpose giver every day. So at this point in our talk, we're going to use the word purpose giver because that's who God is based on what we just said. So because of Jesus, you have access to your purpose giver, to your commissioner every single day. You have an appointment and an assignment every day. You have multiple appointments if you're choosing to believe that he is your commissioner. And so like Tyler and me, if you're not connecting with him or you're not understanding him, probably if you're not connecting him, you're beginning to make up all kinds of stories about your purpose giver that are not true, then you're gonna, you will go off the rails in frustration and disappointment. Does God see me? I'm alone. Abandonment. All of those things that we fear, feel and fear. And so we're bringing you into this conversation today to say, if you want a greater call, a greater confidence in what you're doing. Y'all, I wake up so many days going, what am I doing? And why am I doing it? And today it's not easy. I need to go back to my purpose giver and say, remind me. Will you tell me again? Will you allow me to feel moments of peace and truth? Will you guide me? Will you direct me? Will you show me what that good is today, even when I'm not feeling it? So, um, why? I'm going to talk to you about the whys of why connect with your purpose giver. Number one, the most important thing is that you understand the kind of purpose giver he is. And number two, what's the motivation to connect with him? I'm not going to say daily because that really sends some not-so-structured people <laughs> off the rails. I'm going to say regularly, um, to regularly connect with him. Um, recently did a journaling workshop where I talked about these five things about um, connecting with God. This is probably the most spiritual content that we've ever brought to these meetings. I'm just going to make a point of that. We felt like it was really important. Um, I don't know where you are in your faith walk. I don't know. Y'all don't know where we are, but this is a safe place of grace. If you've never spent time alone with God, have no idea what that looks like, or why you should do it, please, we would love to do one-on-ones with y'all. Christy and Marnie and I would probably say being alone with our purpose giver is 
the most important, urgent, essential, non-negotiable in our faith. Bottom line. So today we're going to come and talk to you all about that. So why do we need to connect with our purpose giver? Number one, it attunes my heart to God. It attunes my heart to God. Um, Attune means to make yourself receptive or aware of. Y'all, I want to be more aware of what he's saying to me and how he's calling me. And if I had this, like Christy had her whole day planned out today, and Beacon Circle was probably her highest thing that she was called to do today. But something tells me, I'm looking at you, Christy. Something tells me she met with the Father today. She was not feeling good. She couldn't make it. But she said, okay, Lord, you have something else for me today. So it's connecting with him to be attuned with what he is calling you to each day, even if it looks different than what you think. And to have a soul that's massaged, blessed or flexible, they shall not be bent out of shape. Um, to go with the flow of what he's calling you to do. His ways are higher. Isaiah. His 55. 55. His ways are higher. Um, you, you know, his... Thoughts are higher. Do you want to know what his thoughts are for you? Do you want to know what his ways are for you? This gives you opportunity. Number two, um, and there's a lot of scripture on your paper to go back and look at later, but we're sort of blowing through this talk. Um, it changes your perspective to become grounded, realigning your heart and mind. Let's, let's just say it like this. Y'all, being with your purpose giver just helps you be a more stable person. I'm very unstable. I just, I'm saying it like it is. Y'all do not want to know what I was like last night at 9 p.m. Very unstable woman. But this morning on my porch in the drizzle, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is who I am. This is who you made me to be. Um, so if you want to be more grounded, more stable, <laughs> this is it. Maybe a few. Well, it helps with doctors and therapists as well. But mainly, you will be a more stable person if you're connecting with him. Number three, it dispels anxiety and worry. Because within your calling, this is probably what we've talked about, the last three beacon circles, the hurdles, the hardships, the unexpected, the unexplained. How do I keep going in what you've called me to do when all these things keep happening? Um, this gives you an opportunity to bring your stress level down and not worry so much. You can go back and listen to those on the podcast. Um, Dispel means disappear. Do you believe that you're worried today? What are you worried about? What do you bring? You don't have to talk about it at your table. It may or may not have to do with your calling. How would you fill in the blank? Very personally this morning, y'all. What is that one thing? If that would just work out, everything would seem to be okay. What is that one thing? He wants to know what that is. And he wants to stabilize you there. He wants to help dispel the worry. And we believe through his word, he can make it disappear. Number four, I believe, it slows you down, gets you in the quiet, turns the volume down on the, of the world, turns God's voice up. We need slow and quiet, and I'm not going to expand on that. We need slow and quiet. It slows you down, keeps you quiet, turns the volume down of the world. <coughs> the voices of the world are very strong. Number five. It helps you stay on task. Um, not just the task of what you're called to do, but it helps you stay on task of who you are in God, your mental task of your identity. 
when you go to bed tonight, whatever name tag you wear today, I'm a restaurant owner, I'm an author, I'm a speaker, I'm a venue operator, I'm a podcast host, I'm a host, I'm a jewelry maker, I'm trying to name all the things that you are, I work with senior citizens, whatever you do, when you lay your head tonight on the pillow, you're you apart from all that. The most important thing about you is not what you do. Thank God, right? The most important thing about you is who you are and that you are his. And so it keeps you on that mental track of, oh yeah, this is who I am, this is who I am, this is who I am in failure and in victory. Thus, one, two, three, four, five, six leaves a legacy. I cannot tell you that if someone said to me, what is the main thing you remember about your mom? She's 85, but one day she'll be in eternity and somebody will ask me, and it will be, she loved spending time with God. That's her legacy. The most important thing to my mom was her relationship with God. And that's my desire. I don't have much to leave to my kids. But I'll tell you what, if we can just leave them that, it's an anchor for them to know that mom and dad were able to be stable when the coffee shop might have been struggling because I know their stability was drawn from something else, something higher, something different, something that transcends, something otherworldness, if you will. I don't mean to be ethereal at all, but that's our spiritual walk with God. Um, and then the last one is, um, oh, that was the last one, but I think y'all have an extra thought. Does anybody have another reason that you enjoy spending time with God? I did, I know. <laughs> it's because one of you is thinking right now, there's a reason I spend time with God that Anna hasn't mentioned. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. You get to pray and intercede for others. Ooh, pray and intercede with others. That's good. For others. Perfect. Missy. Because he wants to spend time with you. Amen. Thank you. We can come boldly because he's inviting us. Thank you. So Marty and I are going to make it super practical now. Um, just because we need this. We don't, Marty and I don't have it figured out at all. <laughs> Only thing we've got figured out is that we really need it a lot. And also... It works. It, it works. Um, it's our only hope in life and death is our relationship with Jesus. And so um, as we make it practical, we're not giving you an agenda at all of how to stay connected with your purpose giver this summer. Take what you want to use. Leave what you don't. We're going to bring even some more ideas around each of your tables. We'd love for here to hear from y'all and what that looks like for y'all. Um, so, Marnie, how do you feel? When you're working, working, working for yourself, your own work, your own agenda, and you've forgotten that your work is for God. How does that make you feel? Well, last week is how <laughs> we have very current examples. Very current examples. Yes. Somehow I just, I get it just, and it's just happens so gradually that it's like I'll wake up one day and go, what in the world? Like, I'm not, this is about me all of a sudden. And I don't know if that's related to my personality. I mean, you know, three on the Enneagram is like I'm I'm wanting to be successful and, and I know when I'm 
can tell, a red flag for me is when it becomes less about people and more about what is my performance. Uh, and I, yeah, and I start like obsessively checking my numbers, like like I'm in a sales position or something. You know, I used to be that. It doesn't. This doesn't matter anymore. Like God's numbers are five loaves and two fish and he has different numbers than what I think my numbers are supposed to be and so you know how many how many new Spotify subscribers do I have or and I just become obsessed about that and then and and then I get upset with myself because I'm like this is gross like (laughs) this is not who I want to be this is not how I started. You know, I don't know what Paul said in one of his letters, you started so well. And that's how I always, always think about that. I, I, a week ago, I felt differently. <laughs> but I feel very restless and like I am on this performance wheel. Frankly, that I'll, that there's some kind of goal that I don't even know what the goal is and I'll never reach it. Right. That's how I feel. Very self-centered. Yeah. And it is, gross is a good word when it yeah. dawns on you. You know, it's like, oh. This is all about me, yeah. But that's a great thing about focusing on people. That's wonderful. Um, you're going to have an opportunity to answer some of these questions at your own <laughs> tables as well. So what are some of the struggles for you personally when it comes to connecting with God? Um, so I, the struggle has really changed, and thank the Lord, because the, my first struggle was it was hard for me to connect with him because I misunderstood him, who he was. And so it's like the, it was hard for me to hear what he was telling me or, or direction because I had such a warped view, I think, of who he was. And so now the struggle has shifted more toward... Um, I want to spend time with him, but now I have such almost like I'm desperate to spend time with him. And if I don't get that time or if the time gets interrupted or if the dogs are barking and this is perfect for what we're talking about with the summer, it's like, ah, and then I just kind of, I start spiraling off the rails when I feel like I haven't had that time or haven't had enough time or that time doesn't look exactly the way I thought it would look. If that makes sense. And I think a lot of people, including myself, might approach a day and think, today I just don't have time. But one theologian or somebody much more famous than us in the Christian um, world, author, speaker, person said, really, when I think about it, I don't have, if the busier my day, I don't have time not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's, but it is hard. The, the, the world and all around you and all the needs and all the, Honestly, y'all, sometimes for me, all the fun things, you know, um, really fight with this. But I promise you this, if you invest the time to do this, you will never be disappointed that you did. And he will always provide for the day to work out. I've never gone, well, if I hadn't spent so much time with God this morning, then I could have gotten, I never. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Good point. Um, so, what are some of the practical ways you can stay connected with God during the summer? Stay so, last week. No, um, I, I actually really struggled with that. And so, this is kind of something I'm going to bring into this summer. Um, because, like Anna, it feels like on vacation or I just feel kind of, I don't know, it's just harder to connect with God. 
Um, but I've realized, and many of you probably already have this figured out and have already done this, but going on a walk, like, because I think that I have to sit down with my coffee, with my journal, with my Bible, and like, I, because that's my ideal way to do it. But this last Sunday, it was one of these things where I was, I was kind of struggling with, I really had shifted more toward promoting and, and I need to promote myself. I need to get more Instagram followers. I need to, and I was like, I don't like this. Like, what is this about? And, um, and I, I did not wake up earlier, all of the things. Um, but I decided I'm just going to take my quiet time that I've been doing on the road, um, because there are people in the house and, um, I've been doing this book. It's called Being with Jesus by Jim Branch. And I just started and it's like 30 days just being with Jesus. And so I wanted to still do it. So I just looked to see what the passage was. And I took my phone with me, which I, you know, that can be a distraction in itself. But I took my phone with me and listened to the passage on, on my phone and just sort of had a conversation with God. And you know, it's hard when you know he's there, but you can't see him, and it's easily it's easy to get distracted. So it helped me to kind of have a little structure to my walk um, with that. And so it was like I would listen to the scripture and then talk to him a little bit about my struggle, and then just felt prompted, "Why don't you keep listening to the next passage?" So I kept listening, and it was like we were having a conversation. I would talk to him and tell him what I was struggling with. And then I would continue listening to the scripture on the phone. Um, and sometimes also just practically like having a couple of questions that you can ask yourself, which that book does. And I think Anna mentioned a question that you said Tyler asked, which is if you're struggling with something, what is the deeper need behind that? That's a really good question. The other one is what lie am I believing? Is there something that's not true that I'm believing? But, like, asking some kind of question to God, like, help me with this. And it's like the answer comes. And so, for me, just on my walk on Sunday, the answer to me was legitimate. You want to be legitimate. You want to feel like you are a legit podcaster. And But, but when are you going to feel like that? You know, and so... He just reminded me that he's the one who feels that need. Mm -hmm. That if I'm doing what he's called me to do, then it's legitimate. You know, it's I'm legitimate not because of what I'm doing, but because I'm his daughter. Um, and that came out in the scripture that I was reading on my walk. But um, and it was just a really precious time. But I think just like Missy said, he desires to be with <coughs> us. And so even if we've messed up and overslept or whatever, just like, Lord, what is a, what is a practical, what is a one way I can meet with you today? And he can create that time mm -hmm. for us, even in the summer, or if our house is busy or whatever. So. I love that. It's just an example of how it can be done outside the box. Mm -hmm. To me, the only non-negotiable in this is Pretty much, I would say, maybe not. I mean, almost is the word alone. So I think in the Bible Belt that we're going to exit with this. Um, I don't know why I feel impressed to say this. Maybe because it's been a struggle of mine in the Bible Belt. Lena, you can get us out of the Bible Belt and tell us other ways it's thought about around the world. But um, it's like devotional time. Devotional book. 
Bible, pray, checkbox, big Sharpie marker. It all happened that way. Check. I did it. I'm good with God. And my day's going to be better. Y'all, that's not what this is about. But I think people, myself included, because we've, we've, we have so much knowledge about this kind of thing that we've formulated it in our head. And nothing about what we're saying this morning is formulated. Everything about it is just a very natural way that you build a relationship with someone. You talk. And they listen, they talk, and you listen. That's it. And you can do it a hundred ways. So we're just in glad, we're inviting y'all into the conversation today around your tables, just remembering the reason that we're talking about this. is because you are called. He has appointed you today, tomorrow, and the next day to live the abundant life based on John 10, 10. And what that looks like is that you become a skilled master at understanding and knowing what the will of God is for your life. And the way to do that is by being alone with Him. Thank you so much for listening to the Beacon People podcast. My name is Catherine Thrower, and I am the owner of Workshop, the host location for Beacon Circle Meetings in Birmingham. At Workshop, we have designed a meeting space where people are inspired to gather, learn, and grow. We curate public workshops on personal and creative topics, as well as professional skills. Our space is also available for private rental, for group retreats, team meetings, parties, and more. We hope that we can set the scene for our attendees to enjoy a refreshing and sunny space where they can gather and have fresh ideas and encouragement. You can find out more about Workshop at our website, workshoplocal.com, or on Instagram at workshop.local. We hope to see you at a Beacon Circle meeting or a workshop event soon.